0: Alright, welcome, 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 happy thir- Ooh, Thursday, <laughs> my mind is at the end of the week y'all, happy Tuesday, <laughs> welcome to NPL Legal Dish, this is my four times a week uh, live broadcast where I teach po- uh, business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news, um, I am Natalie Pierre-Lewis, host of the show, and owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is my business helps you get your business paperwork together, so if you need help with things like registering your business, getting contracts, getting e i n numbers, getting duns numbers, brand protection through trademarks, patents, and copyrights, I help you navigate those avenues my My goal is to teach the um, the average small business owner the basic steps that they need to make their businesses legit in these streets. Thank you for sharing, Tanya, okay. If you would like to um, set up a free 15 minute consultation with me to see how we can get your business off the ground or get you more streamlined, or if you want to see some of the cool stuff that I do, like my podcast or my boss up business bundle or my YouTube channel, or my business launch cheat sheet that is totally free that will help you get your business started in seven days or less, you need to go to linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm. That's where you can find all the cool nerdy stuff that I do. Um, and that can help you become a better business person. Okay. Now, Onto the show, the way the show works. Most of you guys here are veterans, but for those who may be watching later on who aren't, the way the show works. I pull stories from the news that I think have lessons that you guys can learn as business owners, and we discuss them. We just, it is, that is the key word, discuss. This isn't me talking at you. This is a conversation. Now, Tanya is always good about interacting with me on Facebook, but Facebook, for some reason, does not like to interact with me these days, and I would really love to get some of y'all's input um, Instagram, y'all are always on top of it, particularly Busy Peach, be, you know, chiming in there with her, with her, um, quotes and, you know, her comments and things like that, and I appreciate it, but this is supposed to be a dialogue, so it can be exciting, so it can be fun, the concepts can sometimes be dry, but we got, you know, we can, we can snazz it up a little, all right, so, enough about that, um, did I miss anything, Okay, I think that's all my announcements, so we're going to get started, okay? We have some cool stories. We have uh, a story for you makeup girls out there. We have a story about uh, Elon Musk and how Tesla got its name, and we also have a story about Nike, um, so it's going to be a good time, Uh Oh no, it's fine, Tanya. Tanya, you can stay on. You can stay on Facebook. I what I was saying was that you are very good about interacting on Facebook. But I know that people in Facebook tend to be scared. They don't want to talk. They don't want to comment. So I was wondering what was going on there. But you are awesome. Don't change a thing, my dear. Okay. All right. So first story that we are talking about today, guys, is Estee Lauder versus a bunch of online stores. So um, if you watched my stories earlier today. I posted a picture, um, asking if, um, how many people knew that Estee Lauder owned Mac Cosmetics and about 50, percent of people knew. So if you know what Estee, hi, Soldier Fat Joy, hi, high, no, hi, high sol, Soldier Fat. Um, if you know what Estee Lauder is, give me an E in the comments. Okay. Um, and then if you are, A Mac enthusiast, whether you be male or female, because we all like makeup, give me an M in the comments. So if you, if you have ever used or heard of Estee Lauder, give me an E, and if you, you know, if you know about Mac Cos, oh, what? I cut my finger? Mac Cosmetics, give me an M, okay? Alright. Thank you for the E, Tanya. Y'all in Facebook, y'all are really trolling me right now. Okay. Tanya, that's okay, we're gonna have our conversation on Facebook. (laughs) All right, so Estee Lauder owns a lot of makeup brands. They own MAC Cosmetics, Smashbox, Bobby Brown, Tom Ford, something called Bumble and Bumble, and I think one more. Um, Hi, Big Fonse. Hi, Square Biz 101. Um, Yes, so Estee Lauder owns a lot of makeup brands, right? And, you know most of you guys have heard of Estee Lauder they have a great reputation in the community they have been long-standing they have I've I've heard of Estee Lauder since I was born Estee Lauder has a big following right um and again Estee Lauder owns Mac Cosmetics Estee Lauder has filed suit against several online stores So, um, several online stores, most of them uh, operate through Amazon and eBay, and they are suing them for brand dilution because they said they've tarnished the Estee Lauder brand by selling fake MAC cosmetics. Now, here's the interesting thing. Hello, Charlize0716. Here's the interesting thing. Um, Estee Lauder did not name these individual stores, and I thought that was really interesting because usually... Um, uh, you know, uh, um, the person suing names the other person. But I suspect that Estee Lauder did not want to encourage people to go to these um, vendors on Amazon and eBay and buy these fakes. Because I actually read an article that said that 60% of people who purchase counterfeit luxury goods meaning 60% of people who are buying knockoff items they know it's knockoff and they perp- and, and they purposely choose to buy it so most people who are buying knockoffs um, you know, they know it's a knockoff, right? And Estee Lauder does not want to give these online stores any power because a lot of people, they don't want to pay that high price, but they still want something that looks like the expensive thing, right? So if you tell me where I can go find that fake Louis, that fake Mac, whatever, you know, I'm going to go find it. Um, Big Fonse said, I'm starting a foundation. I need to protect both the foundation and the in- and products we produce as well as our IP. Um, book a free 15 minute consultation and let's talk, okay? But back to Estee Lauder and MAC Cosmetics. So Estee Lauder is like, look, there's a bunch of stores copying us out here. They're selling fake MAC and we don't want them to do it. But we're not going to put their names out there because we don't want to give them any clout, right? Um, and the reason why I picked this case is because um, have any of you watched the documentary series? Um, and Okay. Have any of you guys watched the documentary, ser- documentary series on Netflix called Broken? Um, if if, uh, if you have watched the Netflix documentary series called Broken, put broken in the um, in the comment box for me. so for those of you who have not watched it, broken um, takes different aspects of our culture and talks about you know basically how it's terrible and one of their very first episodes was on the fake cosmetic industry, and they showed exactly how selling fake cosmetics can cause harm. There was a woman who was interviewed in this documentary episode and she wanted a Kylie lip kit, but the Kylie lip kits thank you for the broken Charlize, but the Kylie lip kit was sold out. So she went and bought a knockoff Kylie lip kit. She put it on her lips and her lips were glued shut. Why? Because it wasn't a real Kylie lip kit. It was made from you know a knockoff company. They used cheap products, and I think one of the pro- one of the chemicals in there was glue. But she thought you know it was Kylie, and maybe she knew it was fake, maybe not. Yes, um, but the reason why brands are so adamant about protecting their intellectual property, about protecting their name, is because they don't want people talking bad about them in these streets. Can you imagine, like, imagine somebody buys MAC cosmetics and they think that, you know, everybody knows that MAC has a good reputation out there, um, and they put MAC on their face and their face immediately blew up in acne or, you know, hives or whatever, and they're thinking it's real MAC, and they go and complain to MAC cosmetics, and they're going online and saying, MAC cosmetics is horrible, look what it did to my face, but if it's not real, but it's not real MAC, think about how that could tarnish MAC's, reputation. Busy Peach said, that's awful. Yes, it is awful. So fake cosmetics, it's not as, it's not as simple as like, you know, oh, just buying cheap makeup. It can actually damage you as well as damage these brands. So these brands, if something happens to you because you, you bought a knockoff makeup item, and then you think it's the real thing, and then High Sincere 39 and then you go and say that their products are not good, that's not good for their brand. So Estee Lauder is suing these online stores, and they're also keeping their names hidden. Hi, Shop Best on the Yard. <clears throat> hey, my, hey, y'all. Yes, we are early today because I have a client. If, um, I don't know if you remember yesterday I said I was going to be on early. Um, I have a client at 8 o'clock, so we had to be on early today. But we are talking about Estee Lauder suing a bunch of online stores for selling fake MAC cosmetics. You haven't? I put it in the stories. Um, Yes. Uh, But yes. So we're talking about Estee Lauder. Estee Lauder owns MAC Cosmetics. And we're talking about how Estee Lauder is suing online stores selling MAC Cosmetics. And I tied in two things. An article that I read that said 60% of people who buy counterfeit products, they know that they're fake. So... Estee Lauder did not name any of these individual stores in their lawsuit. And I think they did that purposely because they don't want to give these um, brands any clout because some people might say, well, I can get, I can get, you know, I can get the Mac for $5 as opposed to 30. I'll go there instead. So Mac is not naming them. And I want to know, do you guys think, I put in the stories, Shop Best on the Yard said they need to sue them. I don't want fake Mac products, and they are suing them. But they are also not putting their names out there in the world. Remember when I told you guys that story about Marc Jacobs and the lady selling the fake Marc Jacobs phone cases? They put her actual handles on for her eBay stores. Estee Lauder said we're not even going to give you that. We're just going to tell you guys that these stores are located on Amazon and eBay, and we want them to stop. Yeah, Shop Best on the Yard, Brittany. Um, I'm going to tell y'all about Shop Fest in the Yard after we finish with this story. But um we also, Cynthia39, High Chef Cast Iron talked about um, the Netflix documentary Broken and how the fake cosmetic um, how, how the fake cosmetic industry can cause a lot of harm, not only to the brands, but to the people purchasing them. We talked about a woman who purchased a Kylie lip kit. It was counterfeit and they ended up gluing her lips together. So this is, this is why brands are very particular about, about, you know, protecting themselves. They don't want people out here bad mouthing their products. Tanya said, see, that's why I don't wear makeup. <laughs> Shop S in the yard said, yep. I remember that girl. It has me spooked. Girl, we all got to be careful out here in these streets, okay? These brands are not playing with us. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to know from you, do you guys think that it's a smart move for Estee Lauder to not put these stores' names out here, right? Um, because, again, I read an article that said 60% of people who are buying counterfeit items, they know that they're fake, right? Um, And also, but, but then there's also... um you know the fact that people could be out here being harmed if they don't know who these stores are that are selling these fake products. So what do you think it what do you think is the right tack here? Do you think that Estee Lauder was right for not naming the stores? Shop Best on the Yard said uh I think it's smart and she said yeah, fake cosmetics will make you break out or worse. Yes, you watch episode 1 of the documentary series Broken on Netflix. It goes into the whole counterfeit cosmetics industry it is like it's enough to make you not buy makeup girl (laughs) yes but um this is i wanted to bring up this case to you guys to let you understand why brands fight so hard um hi awesome Awesome nobody. <laughs> okay, but yes, uh, so Estee Lauder is suing these fake online stores for selling fake Mac, and we'll see if anything happens, because it's like a lot of times it's hard to find these online stores, they're kind of fly-by-night operations, they're just here for the quick cash, they're not really, you know, you can't really find them, so, but we'll wait and see what happens with Estee Lauder, okay? But how many, How many, if you think Estee Lauder will be able to get some type of relief from the court give me a one. If you think they're, they're just kind of wasting their money filing these lawsuits, give me a two, okay? And while you do that, I wanna um, uh, give a special shout out to my booze in the live stream, Shop Best on the Yard and Tanya, um, Blingologist King Horn. Like I said earlier, Tanya is going to get you ready for tax season 2020. You need to watch her live stream on Instagram at King tax Services 18 at seven. Also, Christmas is coming. Y'all need stuff for your families, and you don't just want to go and get a gift card. You want something that, you know, is personal and shows that you put some thought into it. Shop Best on the Yard makes custom gifts. Go check her out, okay? And she has a sale going on right now where you can get two of her custom tumblers for $20. Um, Shop Best on the Yard said, awesome, nobody said that they don't think that, um... Estate Lauder will get any relief. And, you know, and I agree with you. I don't think they're going to be able to really find these people, but I think it's good to at least put people on notice and let them know that you are, you know, out here defending your name and you're not going to let people sell your self fakes products. Because if you let people tarnish your name, eventually it becomes general. Excuse me, Toby. I am teaching. Toby's being so rude right now. Okay. All right. So, um... I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought. Yes. So Estee Lauder, maybe filing these suits is good for letting people know, you know, that we are out here. We're watching you. We know what you're doing, but I don't think they're actually going to be able to stop these particular ones. Yes. Bling. Um, the, my, my bling episode that I use all the time. Thank you for the shoe to shop best on the yard. Like bling baby, let bling get too, too generic. And it's like, it's in the dictionary and he ain't making no money. (laughs) All right. So story number two, ladies and gentlemen, Um, how many of you have heard of Elon Musk? If you have heard of Elon Musk, give me an M in the comments, Elon Musk. And if you know what a Tesla is, give me a T in the comments. If you know who Elon Musk is, give me an M. And if you know what a Tesla is, give me a T. So uh, for those of you who don't know, while the people put your comments in here, Sincere knows who Elon Musk is. Um, and he knows what a Tesla is. Teslas are these totally electric, totally futuristic cars that, um, Elon Musk has invented. Thank you for the end, Tanya. Um, if you go to certain malls in certain areas, they have Tesla stores in them where you can kind of like test drive a Tesla. You can't like take it around, but you can sit in there and see, you know, all the buttons and me and my sister actually went, I think it was last year we went. We were in the mall and there was a Tesla store and we sat in one of the Teslas and, you know, tested out. It was kind of cool. I felt like, you know, I was in, I don't know, Knight Rider or something. <laughs> I'm dating myself. <laughs> anyway, but all right. So Elon Musk um, almost didn't call his company Tesla. Originally, his company was supposed to be called Faraday, um, but they wanted the name Tesla because um, Tesla is like a famous scientist from, I don't know when, I know he's a scientist, I don't know from when, but he had some great ideas. Um, the problem was somebody already owned the trademark to Tesla, right? Um, so Elon Musk was not going to be deterred. So what he did was um, they found the person who owned the trademark for Tesla at the time it was Tesla Motors. And they found the nicest person at their company at that time, which was named Faraday. And they had that person go to the trademark owner's house, stand on his doorstep, and talk to him until he sold them the Tesla trademark. He sold it to them for $75,000. And now the Tesla company is worth over $60 billion. Okay? Um... And then that wasn't the end of Elon Musk's troubles. He had to fight for almost a decade to get the uh, domain name for Tesla.com. And he had to pay $11 million for a website name, ladies and gentlemen. When I tell you that there is money and power in branding, I am not kidding. I Look, your brand is everything. Your reputation is everything, and it can get you money. Think about Tiffany's. LVMH came to Tiffany's with $14.5 billion. Tiffany said, put an extra two on it because they're going to respect our name in these streets, and they got it. This is why it's important to protect your name. This is why it's important to know where your brands are, to know who's using it. Since Sincere 39 said he is a billionaire. He won't miss it. But this was all before, before Tesla, before he was like who he was. I mean, I don't know Elon Musk's background. I don't know if he comes from money, but this was not like Elon Musk as I think he's seen in the public today. I don't know his background though. Um... Oh, yeah, I thought it was a really interesting story of how someone acquired a trademark that was already owned because somebody already owned the trademark, but you can transfer your trademark rights. You can sell them. So somebody said, well, if you want it that bad, give me $75,000 for the trademark. Remember, trademarks are about two seventy five, and Elon Musk paid $75,000 for a trademark, and then he paid $11 million for the domain name, ladies and gentlemen, there is power in a name, that's why it's important to know what your brand is and protect it, once you once you have that idea in your head and you know that this is who we are, you've got to protect it, okay, um, yes, Whew. Um. Sincere said carinsurance.com paid $49.7 for that domain name whew, Sincere39, I'm about to pass out $49.7 million for a website, a domain name, whew, okay, I don't want this, okay, wow, that's a lot, um, yes, so, yeah, owning, there is something called trademark squatting, where people will buy domain names and trademarks, um, just so they can sell them to people who they know will want them. That is an actual kind of, they call it a scheme, that is going on in business today. People will just buy trademarks, sit on them, and wait for somebody to want to come buy it. So, maybe y'all want to get into that. I don't know. Okay? Uh, before we move on to our final story, I want to let y'all know that my Boss Up Business Bundle is on sale. If you missed the Black Friday sale, I'm sorry. Hi, AZ, the winner. Um, but you can still get it if you're planning to start your business at the top of 2020 and you need to get your numbers in order your EIN, your DUNS, your operating agreement. You need your EIN um, because that's your business's birth certificate and your social security number. You need your DUNS if you plan on working with big box stores. You need your operating agreement if you're going to open a business bank account. You can get all three video tutorials plus two ebooks and three templates for 119. All right. Sincere39 so said, yes, that is a good business in my opinion. All right, I think that you know. I think that the trademark owner was smart, and I think that Elon Musk was very smart. He he saw the vision. He knew what he wanted, and he went after it. And he was willing to pay top dollar for the name. So congratulations to you, Elon Musk. And now on to our final story, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so uh, if you have heard of, okay, so I always ask you guys. We all know who Nike is. Whatever Nike. If any, have any of you seen a Nike campaign? saying um sports changes everything have any of you seen a nike campaign that is called sports changes everything and they follow some people who have some you know physical goals there's one person who wants to lose a lot of weight um so i think someone wants to run a marathon but it's like a whole campaign by nike called sports changes everything (laughs) sincere 39 has not seen it okay so most people may not have seen it i personally have not seen it myself right um but Nike spent $16 million on this Sports Changes Everything campaign, and they can't use it. $16 million, gone right now. You want to know why? Okay, so there is a company based in Portland called Fleet Feet. They do, um, they sell, you know, sports apparel, things like that, right? They have, since 2012, they have owned the trademarks for change everything and running changes everything, okay? So they have two trademarks, change everything and running changes everything. Fleet Feet, I actually think they have a location here in D.C. Um, But okay, so they have these two trademarks and not only that, Fleet Feet actually stocks Nike sneakers in their store, okay? Um, Tanya hasn't heard of the campaign either. So... Nike is one of the products that Fleet Feet carries in their store, and Fleet Feet's trademark is Change Everything or, or Running Changes Everything. Nike then starts their own campaign saying change everything. And actually, at first, they tried to use the same exact phrase of running changes everything. Fleet Feet came after them with a cease and desist and got and they had they changed it to change everything. Um, they changed it to Sports changes everything. So Fleet Feet was like, "No, you're still infringing on our trademark," and they went and they sued. And now, um, while the case is being litigated, so while the um, while the court is hearing the arguments and looking at all of the evidence, hi Murray Bulls one, um, the judge has said that Nike is not allowed to use any of the promo that they have created for this campaign. So remember, they spent $16 million on this Sports Changes Everything campaign, and the judge just said, you can't use it. The judge said, you could have done a a a cursory trademark search, and known that this was a phrase that was taken. Um, so the judge said, you can't you can't do this campaign anymore. Nike is obviously appealing, but I want to know what you think. Do you think that sports changes everything is too close to the changes everything or running changes everything trademark? Ah, sorry, I just bleaked y'all. Also, Fleet Feet said that Nike should have known that it was their phrase because Nike is one of their um, is is one of their suppliers. So, what do you guys think is happening here? Do you think Nike just basically tried to bogart Fleet Feet's phrase because they're a bigger company, or do you think that there was honestly a mistake? What do you think? Because they spent sixteen million dollars, y'all, and the judge just said you can't use it. I mad when somebody can't say I use something that costs, you know, that I paid good money for if it costs a couple hundred dollars. I can't imagine how mad I would be if I spent $16 million on something you told me I can't use it. Sincere39 said it's a big company bullying again. Murray Bulls once said it's Nike overpowering. You know, and I... I um I agree with you, and the judge actually agreed with um that argument because they stated in their decision that you know with Nike's power and and this campaign they essentially have the power to overtake and and you know swamp out Fleet Feet, Um, Nessie Times, and hopefully it's just a mistake. I don't think it was a mistake. Nike is too big, and they have too great a legal team out here to be making like petty mistakes like this you could have gone to the USPTO office and paid an intern to do that search and you would have found it Tanya said it um she thinks it was a mistake I personally don't but we'll have to wait and see Nike is appealing the injunction but what do you think they can do to um to uh kind of what do you call that What's that thing called? To salvage this campaign. Because the money's already spent. They already spent $16 million. How can they salvage this campaign if they can't use the phrase? Hi, I, Iva Redflower? Of Ava Redflower? Hi. What do you think they can do to salvage this Sports Changes Everything campaign? They can't use the phrase Sports Changes Everything. What should they do? bull says exactly. Um... Sincere39 said, pay, pay, pay Fleet Feet, you mean. Yes. Sincere39 said, pay, yes, they could offer Fleet Feet some type of licensing deal and pay them some money and use the phrase, right? Why not do that as opposed to trying to sneak around and steal their phrase? Do you think there are any other options that could come up? What y'all think? Ooh! Fleet Feet, Yes. Yeah, so I think that what Nike should have done was try to create some type of licensing agreement with uh, Fleet Feet. Nessie Times said pay them a percentage of royalty. I think so too. We don't we don't know how much Nike is going to sell with this um, with this campaign. So maybe you know them and Fleet Feet can talk behind the scenes while this is being litigated and come up with some settlement. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens, um, but we will have to wait and see. Hi, LaKeisha. Yes, but um, those were all of the stories that I had for you today and we're actually right on time. Um, we will be back at our regular time tomorrow at 8 p.m. I had to come on early today because I have a client at 8 p.m. and I need to give them their, my full attention, you know, and make sure that you know I'm well rested before and after. So that's why we're doing this early today. But we are still at 8 o'clock. That is our regular time. Laurie Bull said, cut the check, Nike. All right, that's right. Cut the check. Um, but we're going to be on here tomorrow. Remember, if you find stories that you want me to talk about, please, please send them to me. I would love to, to, um, to talk about your stories on here if you find anything interesting. You know, I can't be everywhere. I can't read everything. So if you find something that I miss, I would love to talk about it. As well, if you would like to get your business formation strategy together for 2020, please um, book your 15-minute consultations and book your final strategy sessions by December 15th. After December 15th, I'm closed for 2020. And in 20, when I open back, I mean, I'm closed for 2019. And when I open in 2020 again for one-on-one coaching sessions, one-on-one coaching session prices are going up. So you're going to want to um, book your session now. You can go to forward slash NPL Consulting Firm and do that, okay? So um, I actually have something on the stove, and I don't want it to burn. Uh, so, but, uh, and so I have like two minutes for Q&A. So do you guys have any questions about the stories that we talked about today? Estee Lauder suing online stores for selling fake Mac products. How Elon Musk, you know, basically harassed a guy to sell him the, the Tesla trademark. Or how Nike can't use the $16 million campaign they just played for. They just paid for. Sincere 39 asks, if you create an LLC in one state, can you use it in another state? Um, what you would have to do, depending on what you're trying to do, is probably file uh, for a, a form for a foreign entity doing business in another state. Um, but it depends, it depends on what you're doing. I can't answer that definitively, but one of the options is either dissolving your business in the previous state and starting it in the new state, filing as a foreign entity in the new state. Um, there's one more that I can't remember off the top of my head right now, but there are a couple of options. Thank you, Mari Bulls. Mari Bulls said I have great entity. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, I think we have time for one more question if you have them. Tanya, you've been holding it down for Facebook, girl. I love you. (laughs) Guys, check out King Tax Services 18 at 7 o'clock to get your 2020 tax tips. Go check out Shop Best on the Yard for your Christmas presents. Please don't give your daddy's ties and mugs. You can get your daddy a nice custom tumbler or t-shirt. Get your mom a nice, you know, custom wine glass. Um, Tanya's gonna get you that tax money so you can recoup that Christmas money real quick. <laughs> Alright, guys. So that is what I'm gonna leave you with. Don't forget to book your free 15-minute consultations at Linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm. And I will talk to you guys tomorrow at 8 p.m. Bye.